0: Hey guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talko Supremo. Imagine you're single. You're sitting there at the bar and you look over and there's this guy that's there and you look down and he has exquisitely drawn your portrait without your knowledge would you talk to him would you strike up a conversation and if so would you go home with him that is the mo of san francisco's the doodler the doodler funny name serious killer
1: And welcome to Talk Murder to
2: Me. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me. So, the hint, what was the hint?
0: The hint is Doodle.
2: Doodle Bob. Oh, I'm annoyed. (laughs) Wait, what are, did we have? We've had a conversation about Doodle Bob before, didn't we? Yes, we have. And someone actually emailed me. Yes. And, and said that they knew what I was talking about. And I was so excited. It was a SpongeBob
1: thing, yeah, right? SpongeBob. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. had this conversation before. It was during Ted Bundy. We have similar conversations. Yeah, but that's okay. At least we're consistent. You know what else is funny? When we listen back to an episode and it's depending on the level of drunkness that we get sometimes it feels like we're hearing the story for the first time yes so I then react to it again the same way you the would react to it the exact same way yeah, yeah I think so we've talked weird. about this too it's it's like really strange it's, how that you are hearing it for the first
0: time it's like like no no about? no I'm,
1: I'm saying like when we listen to it back oh when you listen back, back to it I made the same joke once yeah listening back in my head to I it. do that all the time uh, I mean it's kind of cool how your your, your brain works that way yeah there's just no surprises
0: so what are we drinking tonight?
1: We are drinking Yankee Doodles. Oh, Yankee Doodle! Which, um, you know, I had to change Yankee up the recipe. Yankee Doodle went to town riding
2: on a pony, stuck up at the rainiest cap, and called it macaroni. Oh, is it grapes? Yankee
1: Doodle. It is. Oh shit! I forget the words after that.
0: It looks like water and grapes.
1: Mm, I don't love it.
2: Actually, it's not oh,
0: bad. It's really weird.
1: Um, so it called for like grape vodka with peeled ginger and grape. I already said grape vodka, Um, and soda, and I don't know, something else. And I was like, well, this is the closest thing that we have to all of these ingredients. Oh, muddled grapes. I had muddled grapes. That was about all I had. So I did regular vodka with muddled grapes, Um, ginger beer, since we had some of that, and some black cherry... Hard claw, one claw seltzer. I mean, it's actually
0: pretty good. I shouldn't say it's bad. It's definitely better than drinking vodka straight up.
1: Yeah.
2: Anything's better than drinking vodka straight up. So the
1: bar is low. Yes. (laughs) If that that is our measuring stick, just vodka straight up. Yeah. We were doing that for a while when we first started. Yeah. Just straight vodka shots. So for you tacos who may or may not know, I have a sister and, um, her husband is currently stationed in Japan. Not a fun spot in Japan, but, you know, whatever. So she just sent a care package that arrived today with some Japanese goodies. And we are going to um, try one new thing each episode and get our reactions.
0: And Can someone read
1: this it? to us? I mean, we I can't really describe the symbols either, <laughs> so I don't know how someone's going to It's a
0: squiggly symbol. Us. And there's like a
1: and another squeaky symbol. Take something out of the bag here. Are these rice puffs? Get some no, out of there. No, they're bag
0: almost here. like they taste like calamari sticks almost. <laughs> but don't throw it away. Don't <laughs> squish them up, Jen. Uh-oh. These are expensive, man.
2: Jen! You fucking
0: sicko. You just spit that in your bongos? I
2: had to get rid of it. I got to, That's I
0: fucking
1: gross, Jen.
2: I didn't have anywhere else to go.
1: That's sick. So Jen didn't like these. <laughs> I love these things. So we all had varying degrees of reactions. Jen physically spit hers out.
0: I always yell at you about the hallway light.
1: John loves them, and I think that they taste good until you smell them, and then I don't want to taste them anymore.
0: Well, you know it's got a shrimp on it. I know. I realized that afterwards after like, I opened these. They're like shrimp That's flavored. the whole
1: point is that we're trying random things from the It's like the shrimp flavored. So we're eating... It kind of tastes like... Shrimp-flavored puffs. At least with liquor, I know that I like it. All right, now for more <laughs> shit from Japan.
0: So this is a fun segment that's probably not going to last, much like y'all's Jen versus Nicole segment.
2: That was good. Do any
0: of our true fans know the Jen versus Nicole segment? Out if there? you
2: want to hear it, email jen at talkmurder and email john at
1: talkmurder.com. So and I'm not
0: putting that back on.
1: All right, so this one says, little packets, enjoy the superb taste of cookies... Made with the finest ingredients.
2: Oh, it has a boat on it. How cute.
0: They're really good.
2: Now that's good shit from Japan. Yeah. All right, now to my favorite segment. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise.
0: Ugh. Ugh. Oh, shit.
1: That is cranberry vodka. It is. Oh. Uh, straight
0: up so guys if you don't know by now then I'm about to tell you we have some big news we just booked the venue for our world one night only <laughs> one night stand tour from talk yes. murder
2: our very first paid gig
0: it's going to be in Easton Easton, Northeastern, Massachusetts and it's going to be at the Shoveltown Brewery we just booked it uh, today, actually, we got the confirmation. So it's a very nice brewery up there, and we're really excited. We're going to do a live show for you guys. Tickets are going to go on sale here probably July 1st. First come, first serve, they're going to sell out really quick. So be on the lookout for that.
2: And I am personally very excited. I've been to Shoveltown Brewery before. They're great, great atmosphere. I went when they were first opening, but... I can't wait to uh, to go back up to Massachusetts and perform in front of uh, some family and friends and awesome tacos that are going to watch us.
0: Yeah, and the guys there are really nice, too. I've, I've had contact with a few of them there in Shovel Town. So.
2: If you'd like to take part in this debauchery, be on the lookout for taco tickets.
0: Yeah, be sure to join our Facebook page if you're our Instagram, our social media pages, because that'll probably be the first— announcement we make when tickets go on sale and like I said if you're in the area they're gonna go quick I'm also setting a live mic up so we're gonna be on stage doing this and the mic's gonna be right right there so anyone can come up and ask questions during the episode anytime you want make comments during the episode you can also tell a story or or whatever you want to do it's pretty much there for you all right so the hint tonight was doodle so, Jen, where are we going? Who are we killing?
2: Ooh, you know, I have a couple of guesses. I know I'm only allowed one, so I have to pick. I'm going to say BTK because I think they did sketches of him. What? I don't know. I what is either... BTK?
0: Buying, torture, kill, Dennis Raider. Know your true crime. We're not doing Dennis Rader. Nicole, where are we going? Who are we killing? Well,
1: that didn't answer any of the questions, though. He's where is the BTK killer. Where is that? Texas.
0: I don't know. I haven't done that no, story.
1: No, Oklahoma.
2: <laughs> no, I think he's in Texas.
0: I don't mm-hmm. know. We do have a Talga Supremo that is reading the book. I think it's Alicia. Nicole, where are we going and who are we killing tonight?
1: I think we're going to New York, and that's probably because you subconsciously planted Yankee in my head. Um, So I think we're going to New York, and there is an up-and-coming artist who likes to draw sketches of his victims. That's a good guess.
0: If you guys are not aware, the month of June is also LBGP. LGBTQ plus prime, Pride. M- no, prime month.
1: <laughs> prime. Happy Amazon Prime yeah, Day. This
0: is um, LGBTQ plus Pride Month. The month Woo. of June is. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Now, your city may be celebrating the Pride Day not even in this month. I know Charleston, I think we're doing it in September.
2: Yes, and Todrick Hall is coming. He's headlining. I'm excited. He's cool.
0: Why I'm saying that is because I wanted to do a story about that, so we're definitely going down that road. Oh, we're going to P-Town? We're not going to P-Town. There was a couple stories I really wanted to do, a couple really good ones, old history ones, but we are doing a story that is in the news now but has happened about 40 years ago. We're going to the 70s. Harvey Milk was during this time period, and actually this story, Harvey Milk actually came out and commented on this story because the there were some victims that survived and they didn't want to come forward because they were afraid to come out of the closet basically hmm. so tonight we are talking about a serial killer that has never been caught as of yet but the police actually in order to drum up some interest in the case they're re-releasing his story as well as his photo hmm. his age photo in order to kind of drum up the case and maybe get this thing solved. They are offering a $100,000 reward for this case, which is one of the big reasons I wanted to do this. In case we... In case we accidentally solve it. All right, so the hint tonight was doodle, and tonight we are covering the murders from a serial killer that has never been caught, and he is dubbed by the media... The Doodler.
2: Hmm. oh, Such a
0: crappy name for serial killer. There is the Doodler right there.
1: Hmm.
0: That is the Doodler. (laughs) You guys don't think that's funny? His name is the Doodler?
1: I mean, there's definitely been better (laughs) nicknames uh, out there for serial killers. That's for sure.
0: He's also known as the Black Doodler because he is an African-American man.
2: We haven't seen a lot of African-American serial killers. Which
0: is why this story really wasn't... Which is one reason why the story really wasn't probably popular. Number one, he was killing homosexuals during that time in the 70s. Cops were literally looking the other way in a lot of instances, right? Number two, he was an African-American. So because there were some other serial killers, the son of Sam, as we talked a little bit about last week, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, and the Zodiac were in this exact time period Mm -hmm. as the doodler, the black doodler. But the black doodler, never, you never heard of him. No,
1: never heard of him before. Were the victims also also African-American?
0: No, they weren't. But a lot of them were immigrants. Hmm, Now, we have five confirmed from him, but many sources I've seen say he killed 14 or more.
1: Hmm, Wow.
0: Now, during the year that he killed his victims there was a spike in homosexual murders i think it's because the time period homosexuality was still not accepted in fact the american psychiatric association board only ceased calling homosexuality a disorder a year before wow this guy started so if the dsm had homosexuality as a disorder. Mm
2: -hmm. That's true.
0: According to the San Francisco Chronicle from November 13, 1975, Lieutenant Charles Ellis of the Homicide Detail said that there have so far been 15 murders with, quote, homosexual overtones in San Francisco this year. Now, he said an average in recent years has been seven or eight. So there was a spike in homosexual murders This year Hmm. alone.
1: So are you saying that this the doodler was killing his victims in one concentrated time frame? Yeah, so he... Of a year? Yeah. Is that considered a spree killer?
0: mm, I mean, it's a serial killer. Hmm. So, all right. January 29th, 1974 is when we have the confirmed first victim. The last victim, June 24th, 1975. So a little bit over a year. Now... Let me tell you about the M.O. is very simple. And I want to say before we start, a lot of the information, I mean, this guy's never been caught. So I'm reading on newspapers and stuff like that. But honestly, there's not a lot of information on this case. No one knows who he is. He just stopped killing. We think he's still alive. As that's why the SFPD is re-releasing this case, mm-hmm. putting so much interest in it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear from the press conference from that in a little bit.
2: Maybe. I wonder if he stopped killing because the, t- the the progression of the times, like, back then it wasn't really considered a hate crime.
0: All right. Let me tell you about his MO because he was, number one, he was most likely a homosexual himself. Mm-hmm. And so this goes into the psychology because he was... The way that I read it in the newspapers, the police think that he would do these homosexual acts with his victims and then kill him because he felt so disgusted yeah, in himself.
1: like ashamed.
0: Ashamed, so he would kill him. But let me go over his M.O. This is what we know so far. is this African-American man. Now, put I showed you guys a picture of
2: mm-hmm.
0: what he looked like. There were three witnesses that actually escaped. Wow. That's what they described. That So that is definitely what he looks like. Now, he would be at the popular gay bars in San Francisco, and he wouldn't come up and talk to you, hey, how you doing? You know, can I buy you a drink? Oh, wow. Yeah, I like your parka or whatever. Mm -hmm. What is it?
2: I don't know, but a parka is like a winter coat. So they wear parkas in San Francisco... I like... like
0: your boots. I like your boots, you know? Did you get those Old Navy kind of stuff? No, he wouldn't do that. He would... He wouldn't even say anything. The people would approach him. And he's not a very good-looking man. You saw the picture. He's not very attractive. Mm-hmm. But these victims were really intrigued by him. Hmm. Why? Because they would glance over like once or twice like, what? And then they would look down right at the bar where he was sitting at the bar is an exquisite drawing, although on a cocktail napkin. Of them. He's drawing patrons at the bar. Wow. And the drawings are, now, there's no drawings that I could find that have existed since they're all on cocktail napkins. Plus, this is a close case, so a lot of the evidence hadn't been released. From what all the newspapers said, like, he would draw in great detail a patron at the bar, and then that would spark a conversation. He would... They would leave the bar together, and they would usually go to a public beach. Like, half of these victims died right there on the beach. They would perform homosexual acts with each other, and then he would violently stab them, sometimes Mm -hmm. up to 17 times.
1: Wow. But that is a very interesting— That's
0: why he's called the doodler.
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, there still could have been probably a better name, but— that's the a black very, doodler. Okay. That's a very interesting way to get somebody's attention. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be a very good artist. And that's how he did it. He mm-hmm. wouldn't go up to you and talk. He wouldn't say anything. He just plays that kind of quiet type, like you the know. Mysterious. Mysterious, enigmatic type drawing someone. You know, his story reminded me of the Titanic where they're like drawing.
2: Let me paint you like one of my French yeah.
0: girls. Paint me so, like one of your French girls. Sometimes, some of the victims, he actually did draw nude after they left <gasps> the bar. Yeah, oh. so he like I mean, dead? He was the doodler. No, not dead, before. The
1: doodler. So, That's such a bad name.
0: Yeah. Gerald
2: I know Cavanaugh.
1: Why it bothers me. It sounds like diddler.
0: Diddler. Uh, Garrett Cavanaugh was but the also, first. like,
2: he was homosexual, so the doodler.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure he was homosexual. Now, You got to question if he was or not. I think he was honestly still in the closet. But, I mean, some of these were not violated sexually, as I'll go through.
1: But some were.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's really weird. In fact, a lot of these they labeled as robberies. So, Hmm. Gerald Cavanaugh was the first victim. He was 50 years old. He was found on the beach near Eula Street at 1.30 a.m. January 27th. Now, he was an immigrant and a furniture finisher. Like, he would paint dresser drawers and stuff. But when they found him, they're always found by someone walking their dog or whatever in the morning, like always. 17 stab wounds. Now, this is the first victim, which is makes me think this... May not have even been his first because 17 seems like a lot of times to stab someone. He's obviously already dead. He was stabbed in the chest, back, and stomach. And according to the San Francisco Examiner from January ninth, 1974.
1: Or this could have been something in particular that, like, triggered him. Like, this guy, this encounter with this guy was a triggering event. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. The coroner's report described him, uh, the victim, Kavanaugh, as, quote, Never married, which is a polite way back then of implying that he was homosexual. That mm. I've seen that in multiple different articles. He was never married. That that's how they said yeah. they were gay because there was still a stigma back then. Interesting. Yeah, um, the
2: body was in like the. St- instead of saying he was single, it was just like he was never married.
0: Oh man, no, it's saying that he's gay.
2: I know. I know what I'm. I, I'm just oh. saying. Like they could say he, he was single. Never mind.
0: He was in the supine position, laying flat on his back. In his pocket, twenty one dollars and twelve cents. He had a Timex, walks, a Timex watch on his wrist. Not as not much is known of this victim and the other ones. Like I said, this was barely covered. I've searched through a lot of newspaper articles, and to find any one of these victims in more than one newspaper is remarkable. Hmm. Because they're homosexual, they don't make the news. I'm telling you. That's the only reason they really made the news is because the Doodler, the name of the Doodler, the media kind of went crazy, but not nearly as much as some of these other killers.
1: Oh, it's, there's yeah. There were even bigger named killers out there.
0: The reason I want to do this story is because I'm really interested to see if this guy will get caught, and you'll see why I'm going to say that in a minute. Because if he's still alive... He probably will get caught here very shortly. Huh. Now, not much is known of Kavanaugh, the first victim, except he was balding and he literally worked at a mattress factory, refinishing furniture. That's all that was known. I mean, that's the only thing that was in the newspaper. He was five foot eight and weighed two hundred twenty pounds. That was it. All right, the next victim, Joseph J. Stevens, discovered at Spreckles Lake. I've never been to California, but I'm pretty sure it's beautiful there. I don't know. It is. This was in San Francisco on June 25th, 1974. Now, he was 27 when he died, so, like, the age ranges, too. I mean, you, he just killed a 50-year-old. Now he's killing a 27-year-old. It's like, you know? Yeah. He died shortly before the body was found. He was witness at at a club the previous day getting drawn by the doodler. Okay. He was actually employed as a female impersonator and comedian. Now, when I saw this guy's picture, I was like, wait, is this guy killing females? Because he had a wig on. And then I I did, like, looked at his bio, and it was a female impersonator. I was like, well, that makes sense. Hmm. Now, from the... I wonder
2: si- what the fe- difference between female impersonator and drag queen is.
0: Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. He definitely looked like a drag queen to me.
2: Is that...
1: Like, I'm, I'm sincerely asking, like, is that... Maybe Maybe that's just a nice, like, inappropriate term for that.
0: Here, you can read some of this newspaper article I found about this incident. This is literally the only thing that was in any paper about it.
2: Entertainer stabbed to death in Gigi Park. The body of a well-dressed man was found this morning near Spreckles Lake in Golden Gate Park and was identified as Joseph Stevens, 27, an entertainer from Concord. This victim is the 70th of the year, compared with 43 at this date last year, according to Homicide Lieutenant Charles Ellis. Police in Stevens was... Police said Stevens was stabbed five times and was apparently the victim of a robbery. His pockets were empty, but police were able to make an identification through fingerprints. Homicide inspectors Dave Toshi and Jean Fogarty said that the body was discovered about 15 feet from Speckles Lake around 7 a.m. by a passerby. A woman who lives on Fulton Street at 34th Avenue, opposite where the body was found, told officers she heard male screams and cries for help around 11 o'clock last night.
0: So that was it. As far as the victims go, that's all the covers they're getting. You see what I'm saying? I mean, this was a pretty well-known entertainer. And that's all the covers she's getting. I'm saying I I think it's more of a homosexual thing back in that time period. You know, Makes sense. And I kind of wonder if it's kind of like that today.
1: I I think to some extent. um, We don't want to think about it, but like... You hear a lot about African Americans, or yeah, you know that like there's just not possibly not as much media coverage as if it were a white person or straight person or whatever.
0: Yeah, and that was what Jenrad was from the San Francisco Examiner, June twenty first, June twenty fifth, nineteen seventy five. I'm putting these newspaper clippings on the talkmurder.com dot com for you guys to enjoy. Uh, let's see. Now was he a a, a victim of? Sexual hate or robbery. As you heard the article, they think it's robbery, but yet he's listed as one of the victims here. I also want to point out that male screams and cries were heard at this time. And going back to the first one, Jared Kavanaugh, he weighed 220 pounds. That's a big guy to be like, from the, I mean, this is a small black guy. I'm going to run through some of the other ones. Uh, Klaus Christman was a German-American immigrant, and he was also discovered July 7, 1974. Now, this was more violent than the previous murders. More stab wounds, and this, maybe it's uh, graduating to the next level. You know how serial killers do. But he was also slit in the throat several times. That was his cause of death. Slit multiple times in the throat, not just like hmm. ear to ear, but like nya, 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 like twenty times. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. So but the thing about this guy is was this was there any homosexual act that took place because his body was fully clothed. Hmm. You know? That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, did they did they test? Didn't we cover cover a story where they like didn't test because the body bi- what was it the lady of the dunes? What was it though? They're like, they didn't test if there was a sexual assault just because the person was had their clothes back on.
0: Oh, that was a Taco Bell strangler.
1: There you go. Because
0: he would actually put the pants back on the female yeah, victim. So but they're they never like, tested. oh, she wasn't raped. I, yeah, maybe. That's a good point. Maybe he did reclothe this guy. I mean, I don't know. It, it's just weird. I, I kind of feel like this one was more like something went wrong. Maybe he got denied, and that's why he just started slitting his throat like that.
2: It's also interesting that he's uh, targeting immigrant victims because it's like he knows that maybe no one will miss them.
0: Yeah, and obviously that's holds pretty true if you see the one newspaper article I found about each victim. Now, unlike previous victims, this one, Christman, was actually a married man— Mm. And he had children. But he did have a makeup tube on his person that suggested to police that he may have been closeted. All right.
1: A makeup tube? Yeah. Like lipstick.
0: Lipstick. Hmm. Frederick Chapin, 32, discovered May 12, 1975 in San Francisco. Now, this was the next victim stab, but he died after his aorta was slashed open. He stabbed her right in the heart and slashed his aorta open.
2: Wow. That's like deep and violent.
0: Yeah. Now, his body, this was the first body that was actually moved. It, not by much, but 20 feet. And the, they found that by the disturbances in the sand. They saw the drag marks. Now, he was a nurse and a former, former Navy soldier who, was actually, who actually served before in Vietnam. Now, from the San Francisco Examiner, May 12, 1975, the body of a well-groomed man with 16 stab wounds in the chest found near the foot of Vincente Avenue about 9 a.m. when the passerby saw what he believed to be a sunbather, but then he walked up to the man and he was fully clothed with blood going everywhere. So he was definitely not a sunbather. The last victim, Harold Goldberg. Now, this guy is 66 years old. Aww, Isn't that crazy? He goes from 27-year-old to a 66-year-old.
1: So did they find that, like, all these guys were hanging out at the same bar? Yeah, they were
0: hanging out. There's a couple popular gay bars in that time, and they were all hanging out there. And he would just sit at the bar you know, drinking one or two beers and drawing. That's
1: amazing that they ha- weren't able to catch that guy, though. Especially if theres you think about, okay, a couple, only a couple places. You would think a bartender would p- remember.
0: Well, I'm going to get to that. Mm-hmm. They kind of did catch this guy. This oh. is what's crazy about this case. Okay. I haven't got that okay. yet. Okay, okay. All right, this guy, Goldberg, the victim, he was Swedish-American immigrant, discovered 1975... In a decomposed state of about two weeks because he was found, when he was found at the Lincoln Park golf course overlooking the ocean, his body has already been there for two weeks decomposing. Now, this is believed to be the final victim of the doodler. We do have a suspect for the doodler, or they did back in the day. In 1977, police had a good suspect for the murders. Because there were three witnesses that were about to be murdered that had escaped from the doodler. They all gave a good description of him, and they found the guy. They found the actual doodler. Wait, what? I'm confused. Yes. So three witnesses could identify him the same guy that they brought in. One Los Angeles man recalled a night where he was about to go to bed with a young African-American man, but reconsidered after a knife fell out of the man's coat. Hmm. The reason this case hasn't gone anywhere is because the three people that survived, okay, one was a diplomat, one was a very well-known, and I'm wondering who it is, never been released entertainer Mm you could probably some movie star Mm -hmm. and the other one left california as soon as this happened and didn't answer any phone calls or letters to his new address Mm. these were the only guys that could bring the doodler down during this time period it's not like today where a celebrity comes out and then they're cheered for being gay like you didn't just come out and say that's a career suicide back then.
1: Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're,
0: if you're gay, you're in the closet. That's it. To be outed like that in public, you know, you're going to lose everything. So very risky, they, yeah. yeah, it's very risky. And they decided not to testify and mm. they decided to drop it altogether. The three people that could identify him for certain, they picked them out in a lineup, everything else. The doodler.
1: So what was the exact crime that they were char- going to charge him for? If Just being not, the
0: one that was he was gonna be charged with murder.
1: Well, but isn't there wouldn't that count as double jeopardy? What do you mean? Or no, or is it convicted? You can't huh? you can't be convicted of the same crime choice. What?
2: No, he's you never... Can't be, you can't be tried for the same crime twice. Why would he be tried? So trying? he wasn't
1: tried. No.
0: He was never tried. They just brought him in, and they questioned him. Gotcha. For a long time. They spent like a year questioning this guy. And as you'll see, I'll, I'll talk about... So they They like, knew it was him. So
1: they still like know who it is.
0: Which is why this whole thing the SFPD releasing this hundred thousand dollar reward is like what the fuck they for? know who it is. So if you why? just do a little bit of research, you guys already know who the shit it is. It what? doesn't make any sense. I've tried to it really makes no so sense. Do you have the name? I don't have the name, but I did find a I I did go down a rabbit hole of someone that I saw on a YouTube video. I cannot attest to the validity of it, but he did comment and say I know who it is. He lives at this specific address. And so after like probably an hour of going down that rabbit hole, I did pull a name out and the owner of the address. But I don't know if it's him or not. I'm just saying. But that's because I wanted that 100000 fucking dollars, man. <laughs> I can't we find can a picture a, of we him. We
1: do a lot of things. I might that. go <laughs> up
0: to that address, though, and see if he looks the same. I don't know. Fuck. Anyway, um,
1: you should, I mean, you could still call that tip line, probably.
0: Yeah, but then I, how am I going to know they're going to get my money? I got to catch that. Don't guy. you
1: think that that is a w- risk worthwhile? You think we you should better, call? You better call them before you release the episode tomorrow.
0: All right, I'll call them. I'll call them. I'm but serious. I want them
1: to make sure they got.
0: If they capture this guy, I'm getting the money.
1: Yeah, and then we're gonna revise the episode and then put it out and then make another hundred thousand dollars for being the podcast that caught the bastard
0: over several conversation with homicide detectives the doodler talked freely but he stopped right before confessing they they he didn't actually say i did it but he got up to that point and then you know stop but they knew for certain i've read several news articles that they knew for certain these police detectives came out told the media they got the guy for certain but the the fact is they didn't have dna evidence back then there was no such thing really and these guys didn't come testify if they would have testified it'd been a different story we probably wouldn't be covering the doodler
1: doing the doodler i'm serious about calling this tip line
0: All righty. Inspector Rotes Guilford told UPI that the suspect had been under psychiatric care and police were, quote, fairly certain they had the right man. The problem was none of the survivors wanted to testify. Now, from the Eugene Register Guard from July 8th, 1977, the title, Murder Suspect Free Because Gays Silent. It says, For the past year, an inspector... Guilford has been questioning a young man they call, quote, the doodler. They have the man.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, Jim mentioned Harvey Milk earlier. Harvey Milk, he came out and told the Associated Press, quote, I can understand their position. Talking about the three men that didn't want to come forward. I can understand their position. I respect the pressure that society has put on them. They have to stay in the closet. Milk estimated that there are 85,000 homosexuals in San Francisco during this time, 1974. And, quote, of that number, a good 20 to 25 percent are in the closet. Those are the people with high-paying jobs, doctors bank vice presidents, lawyers, and entertainers. Now, like I said, the ones that could identify him were a very, very well-known entertainer, which we do not know his name, a diplomat, and a man who left San Francisco and never looked back.
1: Um, Um, I mean, it's like, wow, there couldn't have been any other witnesses to this.
0: Yeah. Okay, I found a really good article— entitled The Sado Murder Horror by the San Francisco Chronicle on January 19, 1976. Um, I'm going to try to read a little bit. It's kind of hard to read because it's kind of like really old. It's midnight on Folsom Street and the Sado Masochist Bars, the boys in black leather, are jingling their keys. Straight San Francisco have little reason to head south of Market after the sun goes down. The street's of the shabby warehouse district are all but deserted. The wind whistles cheerlessly. It's ominously quiet. That's the surface. But then there are all those hunks in macho black leather and Levi's revving up their motorcycles, vroom, vroom, outside little bars like the Ramrod. And the no-name bar in the Folsom Prison and the Phoebe's. They're out there with their bicycle helmets. Vroom, vroom. The reality is that Folsom Street is a playpen for the small percentage of gay men who, quote, get off on pain. After 2 a.m., the action shifts out the bars. Some men will go to the Folsom Street barracks a bathhouse where the odor of amnil nitrate poppers remember the oh yeah
1: the oh, um yeah
0: the celebrity chef murder we did, uh Stephen Port. Yep. Yeah. About all them poppers. The odor is sharp and there might be homosexual orgies that go on all night. Gay men who are too timid perhaps for that scene may head to the Ringold Street, an alley just south of Folsom off Eighth Street, which has become an all night pickup spot. Dozens of men in black leather circle each other under the lurid street lights. You can tell the sadist from the masochist by where they wear their keys. Masters carry theirs. So they did police release a few things for the public.
1: Did they release any of his drawings? They didn't
0: know because I don't know if they actually have the drawings anymore. I mean, they are on cocktail napkins. But then again, there's a closed case, you know. If police really want to solve this case, they need to release more shit. They do have a 911 call, which is this right here. Mm. The San Francisco Police Department just released this on Wednesday, February 6th, 2019.
2: The date is January 27th, 1974, and the time is now 10.30 a.m. We're going to take of the radio transmission that occurred last night at approximately 1.25 a.m. That would be 27th of January 1974 uh, at 1.25 a.m. I believe there might be a dead person on the beach at right across from uh, Uloa Street Uloa Street uh, if, if you follow the street right down to the water,
1: I was walking along there and I saw somebody lying there. But I didn't want to get too close because you know, mm-hmm. you never know what no, could happen. Okay. Do you want to sir? No, I don't think that's necessary. I just wanted to let somebody know maybe he needs help or something. But um, felt so it was my duty to report oh, okay. Uh, let's look it. Up. Okay, Fine. we'll check it out. Okay. Mhm. Bye.
0: So casual. Maybe that was the dudes.
1: That sounded like a white man's voice. I thought it sounded like Michael Jackson, but a little bit deeper.
0: Honestly, there's not much on the doodler. If you can find out who he is, you can win $100,000.
1: I feel like all the police have to do, if it was that one guy, though, is go back in their police records. Like their own freaking police records of who is a suspect in the case.
0: I have no idea why they're releasing this hundred thousand dollars and asking public to you're
1: sure that that's that's the guy
0: no i'm not sure Um. this is just someone on youtube said i know who it is i
1: meant that like that the guy that they had in custody at one point was the guy
0: i'm not sure they're sure Hmm. the police told the newspapers in that the 70s that they were certain it was him they questioned him for a whole year plus he was picked out in a lineup by three different people
1: it just seems weird it just seems really weird that exactly like why would they go through all of this trouble
0: well the, the right reason now? the reason they're doing it now is because now that we have the gold gold state killer you know san francisco got a big hurrah for that they captured the golden state killer you yeah. know, and now they're trying to reignite these cold cases, which I think they're going to get caught anyway because they probably have some sort of DNA. You know, even yeah. though I, I didn't see anywhere where they collected DNA, they probably got something, and they're just or they're doing ancestral DNA matches or whatever they're doing. Yeah, and they're going to catch them, but they're, they're they're trying to drum up some interest in the case. So when they do, it's going to be like, "Damn, yay, we finally got them!" You know, I mean. If they would have released the Golden State Killer, gotten caught before they drummed up any interest, people would be like, who? Who? I mean, yeah, you'd have people that—but a lot of people would have no idea who he is. So, you know, they had—not they, but, you know, the book came out and and all this stuff about the Golden State Killer, and they drummed up all this interest. Now it's a huge media storm. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're doing it because he's going about—he's about to be caught— And they're just trying to make it more popular.
2: Yeah. Honestly, that's
0: what I think is happening. I think they know who it is. They're just waiting for that DNA to match up.
1: That is entirely possible.
0: But that was my story on the doodler. We don't know who he is. He has been killing since the 70s. He just abruptly stopped. And you know what? I was actually thinking he may have even been in the law enforcement. Oh, you know, I that's mean, that was kind point. of my conspiracy to add. It's a good thought, but, you know, because
1: he stopped so suddenly.
0: Yeah, he stopped so suddenly.
1: Kind of got away.
0: Yeah, he got away pretty much. The serial killers. I mean, you just killed five people. You're just going to stop? Were you just trying it out, see if you liked it or not, and you're just going to stop for forty something years and just live your life? I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Anyway, but I wanted to do this story because LGBTQ plus Pride Month is June. So,
1: and I do hope they catch the killer. At the end of the day, you yeah. know, like hopefully they get them behind bars really quickly.
0: Yeah, and you know, it. I think if it wasn't all immigrants, because I mean, a lot of there was like three victims were mm-hmm. emig- immigrants. You know, it would have been more popular. But yeah, uh, the um that is the story on the doodler, do do do, drawing, just like in the Titanic. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Like drawing Rose mm-hmm. butt naked with that diamond ring or whatever. Necklace. Diamond okay. necklace. <laughs> All right, guys. If you've really enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or whatever podcasting app you use. If you really like this episode, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our stalker, go to talkmurder.com slash join, become a talk host primo. get a badass t-shirt, stickers, swag, a lot of love, shout out all over the place, tell me what story you may do. I'll research it, dedicate it to you every Thursday. Talk Murder to Me podcast. My name is John, here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, don't go home with anyone sketchy.